Money in the chart. Ugh, what a fraught topic. Everyone wants to know about money. Doesn't matter what you do. You can be a psychic, you can be a shaman. Everyone wants to know about money. And there's a lot of different indicators of money in the chart and wealth and so forth and power and what money means to you. Sometimes people, money means power to them. Sometimes it means freedom to them and so forth. And there's a lot of information. And it's one of those things where I like to be, you know, I like to be cautious. And uh, as an astrologer, I'm fairly grounded uh, and I I don't like to sort of make willy-nilly woo-woo promises about, oh, you'll be rich and you'll be abundant and there's all this, you know, goodness and just keep positive thinking, whatever. And, you know, I'm, I'm all for that stuff too. But from an astrology point of view, that's not really what it's super helpful with. I think it's there to show what your money situations are, what your opinions on money are, where your blocks are around money and, you know, where your money is, where other people's money factors into your life and so forth. So we'll look at a few positions briefly. And if we do a reading, you can get much more in detail with this. In general, the abundance planet is Jupiter right? So where you have Jupiter, things tend to expand and it tends to be fortunate and things come easily to Jupiter. The way, you know, high status people, things come easily. People give them things, you know, celebrities get these gift bags all the time. Companies put a gift bag with all of their expensive products in there and they give them away free to celebrities that they might sell it for a hundred dollars to just some Joe on the street, but the celebrity gets it for free and they're swimming in stuff. They have abundance up the wazoo because everyone wants to, to give them stuff and probably in the hopes that they'll recommend them and so forth. And And so where your Jupiter is in the chart is going to reflect generally your sense of abundance. And there are places where it's more free to express itself and there's places where it's very constricted. Jupiter in Capricorn, Jupiter in uh, Virgo tend to have a compromised take on money and wealth. Jupiter in Gemini, yes, maybe less intensely, but these are places in the chart where Jupiter is compromised and he has a difficult time expressing his abundance either through the limitations and the kind of small-mindedness of Mercury. That's not a bad thing, but Mercury is tends to be much more about the details rather than the abundance, the $1, $2, $3, $0.35, cents, $0.45, cents, $0.32. Cents. You know, you can't get rich thinking about $0.32. Cents. You have to get rich thinking about the millions. And Jupiter thinks about the millions. He's very big picture. But when he's in one of the Mercury-ruled signs like uh, Gemini or Virgo, he has to, I use the analogy, it's like channeling a fire hose through a little soda straw, right? All this information is getting sort of narrowed down and constricted. Similarly with Capricorn, Capricorn is one of the signs of limitation and slow growth. And Jupiter can do well in terms of increasing his abundance in Capricorn, but it has to be through a slow, methodical, long process, you know, a long investment, a lot of work, you know, where you work for every penny. So if you're willing to be an accountant and, you know, work for 50 years to to make that, that million, you know, you can do it. Or if you're if you're doing real estate deals and you're content to, to take, you know, a quarter of a percent off of a $10 million deal over and over again, it's the sort of very patient, slow, work-for-your-money approach, which if you're willing to be very, very patient, you can develop wealth, but it's not the kind of win the lottery or just get, get chosen to be the CEO of a big company kind of thing where all of a sudden you get a, you know, a, a figure salary. It's not that kind of wealth. The second eighth house axis has to do with stuff. So the second house has to do with my stuff, my possessions, my money, my friends, in many cases, my resources, the things that I rely on and my body, you know, those sorts of things come with the second house and which is ruled by Venus, which has to do to a certain degree, that's a certain kind of money that has that Venus rules. It's, it's has to do with value rather than actually dollars. But if you have Jupiter in the second house, for example, you may have an abundance of stuff, an abundance of material resources of maybe even a large 
body or a very well-fed body and so forth. And so that's a nice place to have money coming in when Jupiter's in your second house through your own innate resources. The flip side of that, the eighth house, is other people's money, right? It's a eighth house is a wonderful house. That's to do with other people's money, birth, sex, regeneration, and death, and, and things like that, and also all the kind of taboo and underground things. And the eighth house and Scorpio in general are very, that's a long, long discussion. But these are resources that are shared with other people. So this could be, if you have Jupiter in the eighth house, for example, that could be money coming in through an inheritance, through through death, you know, or a shared resource like a loan or an investor or things like that, or a business partner where you can bring in wealth that way. But by and large, if your Jupiter's in your eighth house, you can have a lot of abundance, but it usually comes from somebody else or through a partnership and so forth. This is another way to look at money. Now, the flip side of that is if you've got Saturn in the second house, Saturn is a constrictive planet, right? So Saturn is going to constrict your resources in the second house. And instead of that overwhelm and abundance and, you know, everything comes easily in the second house, if a Jupiter in the second house, it's going to be, you're going to have limited possessions. You're going to be sort of a, a mini house person or a, what do you call it? A, a small homes person, someone who's happy to do more with less. And there's a, a frugality and a constriction and a kind of responsibility about counting your pennies and holding on to limited resources. That's going to be your perspective with Saturn in the second house. And then flip that to Saturn in the eighth house, you know, you're not going to get a lot of easy resources from other people. You'll maybe have a hard time getting a loan or a hard time getting an investor with Saturn in the eighth house and, and resources like that. So these are some of the ways that money expressed in the chart. Like I said, it's not, it, it's not a, a, a very simple mathematical equation. Oh, you've got this placement, you're going to be rich. You know, it's not quite that easy. At the same time, there are trends that occur that absolutely can bring in windfalls of money. You know, there can be all kinds of things. There can be Jupiter, Jupiter trines, or Jupiter comes to conjuncture Jupiter, Jupiter conjuncts your sun or your moon, or certainly uh, almost all Jupiter-Venus aspects, even the hard aspects, are going to combine with a degree of wealth and abundance and, and nice things. Even if sometimes they're a bit gaudy, Jupiter can be a little bit excessive sometimes and have poor taste. But, you know, sometimes when you have money, you just don't care. <laughs> You're just like, well, I got the money. I don't care if it looks good. And so when Jupiter relates to other planets by transit or by aspect, it can definitely uh, increase your sense of abundance and ease of wealth and so forth. At the same time, you can have Jupiter-Neptune transits where all of a sudden, you know, you can miraculously lose all your money and things like that, where you get overly confident in something that turns out to be a scheme or, or a fraud or, or a gambling situation where you can't lose, oh my God, you know, llama futures or or if I buy this, this blockchain, I'm going to be rich or whatever. And then all of a sudden you lose all your money. And so, you know, how the money relates to other planets, Jupiter, Uranus transit, where you can have a sudden windfall or a sudden loss and sudden change in your, in your status. Or when, when Jupiter and Pluto connect, there can be a, a, an incredible transformation of wealth, you know, sometimes losing, sometimes gaining, but some kind of transformation of your, your financial situation and so forth. So, it's another unsatisfactory answer, I think, if people want to know all about money. The answer is it's not simple, but the answer is also that if you look at it in detail in your very particular situation, which is why astrology is so great, astrology isn't, you know, a science experiment that says, you know, water always boils at 100 degrees Celsius. That's the law. That's statistically true. Astrology is very different. Astrology is, well, what is your very unique situation? You're a unique individual. You have a unique, a unique configuration. The planets are triggering you in unique ways. What does that mean for you today, tomorrow, next year? And what does that mean at, at your core? And looking at your life in detail to understand your money situation, why you're having money problems, why you're having money abundance situations, and how to be careful not to overplay that. Getting a lot of money can also mean losing a lot of money. It's not a guarantee that just because the money comes in easily, it's going to stay there. 
and having a sense of when you're on a really good winning streak and then when that winning streak is going to run out and then learning to quit while you're ahead. The timing of money and the timing of wealth is crucial and it's nothing astrology does better than show you the timing of things. Money is such a complicated topic uh, because it means so many things to different people. Like I said at the beginning, money can mean power. Maybe you don't really care about how big your bank account is, but you care about if you can leverage other people and get people to owe you favors and, and do things for you and you've got control over things. And for a lot of people, money is a tool for that. But what the real goal is to have influence, you know, and that could be simply through ha having written a book or having a political position or some kind of a teaching degree where you're influencing lots of students and so forth. So being very clear about what you want the money for, what money means to you. Similarly, if you have Jupiter and Sagittarius, you know, there's a very high likelihood of, of ease of abundance for you. And I should have mentioned that too, that there are places where abundance comes easily. Jupiter and Sagittarius is one of them. Jupiter and Cancer is another one. But if you have Jupiter and Sagittarius, you know, you, what money is for you is really freedom. You want the freedom to be able to travel and explore and learn. And yeah, if you're working 80 hours a week at your, your desk job, you're not going to have time to get that extra degree or to go travel the world or to explore all these things and take chances. Having money available and resources available gives you that freedom. But there are other ways to get that freedom too. Maybe you're a flight attendant and you get to travel the world that way and you're making money while you're, you're traveling. So how you perceive the abundance and what you really want out of it is important too. So I think what most people are looking for an astrology reading is to find where they're stuck with money, what to do about it, and when the times are when money is more likely to come in and where they should be open to abundance and open to taking the risks and the chances that could lead them to, to abundance, and then when to be cautious about overdoing it, because uh, that's a, a, a risk that's not really referred to very much in astrology, where things can just be going so well that you overplay your hand, and then when it's over, you realize you're stuck with a, with a big bill that you can't pay, you know, six months later. So there's a lot of different colors and variations to money and what you want from it and where it is in your life. Is it coming from other people? Is it about freedom? Is it about power? Is it about sticking it to your parents who told you you would never amount to anything? You know, what are your goals with your money? Uh, why do you want it? And then how can that express in the chart? And then when is the timing where there are transformations in money, you know, sudden windfalls, risk of sudden loss, risk of fraud and, and so forth, which is you know crucial in a surprise number of people's lives when they just lose things because someone deceived them or they stole from them or something like that. So these are all things you want to look at in your chart specifically and see how they affect your life and the timing of your life. So I hope that was interesting at least and hopefully a little bit helpful in giving you a sense that if your money problems aren't easily solved, uh, there's probably good reason for that. And hopefully if you're coming in for a reading, you have a specific sense of what you really want for the money. And you know it's usually obvious when you read someone what the particular issue is for them if they're having money blocks, which is usually the problem, but there's a lot more to it than that. And so hopefully this is this sort of whets your curiosity and, and your thoughts about how money works for you and, uh, and how you want to experience it in your life. It's obviously a topic that everybody cares about. It's an important part of life and astrology can certainly be helpful for it. Like most things, it's not a panacea for it, where if you get the right transit, you'll win the lottery, you know, but there are definitely certain days to play the lottery and certain days not to play the lottery if you want to play that way. So have fun with it, lighten up about it and, and get to know your chart and get to know how money works for you.